Winches and scallywags, rugrats over 18 years of age, prudes avert your ears and eyes. The Asylum Studio brings to you a show to bend your mind and implode your morals. Ethics be damned. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Chaos and Disorder. Yes, indeed. Live from the Asylum Studios, it is Chaos and Disorder. I am your host with the most, the talent, Rick Flieger. Joined, as always, by our resident cautionary tale, proof positive that anger counteracts the long-term effects of alcoholism, the special prime simpleton, Mr. Rick Briggs, and barely noticeable in his absence, Finkelstein is a no-show this week. Check out everything the show has to offer over at at Chaos and Disorder on Twitter, Chaos and Disorder Pod on Facebook. Get all the archives at Asylum, or no, where are the archives? AsylumFantasySports.com. Asylum and if you want to email the show, BubbleButt123 at Hotmail.com. Chaos and Disorder Pod at Gmail.com. Yeah, I like mine better. Thank you, Andy Swanson. Andy Swanson. Andy, Andy Swanson. Frampton yeah, buddy. Andy Swanson. Swanson. On TikTok and Facebook and, of course, rival lovers for the music. We are fl- – hey, where's Frinkelstein? Oh, so you did notice. Yeah, oh, I said he in the uh, opener. Yeah, he was barely – the beer. <laughs> oh, you, you got thirsty. I get yeah. that. Jeez. Well, man. I, I have concerns. Because last week he mentioned he, how chummy he was getting yeah, with they, Mitch. Something about date night. There, there was it? a mandate going to happen, and and now Mitch is here, and Finkelstein no call no showed. I'm I'm concerned. But Mitch isn't talking. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! He's just kind of grumpy. Well, I think he's always grumpy, but but Finkelstein seemed to pretend like they were best buds. All of a sudden, they were walking around thumping mules together. And now all of a sudden he's not here. So he came in last week with his hand all bandaged up, looking rough. Now he no-shows yeah. this week. Yeah, and I heard you coming coming through the uh, the lounge out there. You asked Mitch where he was, and all you got was a who. Yeah. and a, Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. That's all he had to say, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried. Well, I mean, it's not going to hurt the show at all, but if anything, it could be that he's got a guitar gig in Chile that we. Oh, didn't that's know right! About. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's picking and grinning down in Chile. Yeah, doing a little Roy Clark action. You, you <laughs> think he's? I wonder if Roy Clark would have went well in Chile. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he was a master like flamenco type guitar player. So he'd be all right. I don't know what they're into in Chile. I don't either. I don't know anything about Chile. I know it's a very, very long, narrow country on the western coast of South America, and their largest export, I believe, is copper. So, how do you know this? Why do you know that? I read. What are you reading that would tell you that? I don't know. <laughs> Geography books? I don't know. This is nonsense. It's true. So I come Look into the studio. You don't enter the studio. You're sitting in the parking lot on your phone playing chess. And apparently when you're not doing that, <laughs> slugging beer and bitching at me into a microphone, you're reading geography books. Is this what you claim? Well, it's very interesting, <laughs> along with history. I completely disagree. I love history. I love geography. Um, man, science. It's great. Awful. No. Awful. Love it. So before we get into anything, who was the you... first president, George Washington, to get photographed? Oh, I, 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 if you'd have stopped there, I had it. Well, that's true. 
to get photographed. Yes. Um, Woodrow Wilson. Oh my God, that is that is. Wait a minute. What? Hang on, I got to. There it is. Oh jeez, <laughs> that, that's just pathetic. What? This is common knowledge. No, but Woodrow Wilson was president during World War One, which was nineteen. 19- 17, 1918 is when the United States yeah, it's entered. Yeah, but long ago. My God, there were movies then. Okay. That doesn't mean everybody before Woodrow Wilson had their photograph taken, now does it? Well, apparently, yes, it does when it comes to president because it was John Quincy Adams. That was like in the sixth, 1700s, early he, 1800s. He was born in the 1700s. Yeah. But it was 1843, my friend. Wait, it was that long before John Quincy Adams was president? Yeah. What number was he, like six, five or six? He was John Adams' son, and John Adams yeah. was second. Huh. I thought he would have been further back than that. Nope. Well, why are we talking about this? See, here's how you derail the show. Do you want to list the dead people from last week? Then we can get into the no, fun. No, but and I tr- do oh, want to get God. into the story I did not get to get into Oh, that's week. right. We had, a, we had a cliffhanger last yes, week. Yes, we so did. And- I'm going to lean back, zip my hole, and let's hear this story we've been waiting two weeks to hear. A Washington State man uh, wearing a yellow dress okay. was arrested after he stole a yellow school bus and later drove a front-end loader construction vehicle through the home he shared with his estranged wife. So, hold on. There's, it doesn't seem <laughs> linear to me. I, so he well, stole the bus. Where did he get the front-end loader? Yeah, let, walk me through it. <laughs> Deputies were first alerted to the man, later identified as 39-year-old Andrew S. Loudon, Saturday night after employees of Osprey Rafting witnessed him driving off in the company's privately owned large yellow bus, the Sheeland County Sheriff's Office said in a press release. Responding deputies located the bus and spotted it running through a red light in Monitor. Apparently that's a town. The driver refused to pull over when deputies tried to initiate a traffic stop. Loudon allegedly stole a yellow school bus Saturday night, Deputy said. Okay, we already covered yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they've made that abundantly yes, it's clear. Very they redundant. want to make sure you know. Deputies were forced to give up the chase due to Washington State's new police reform laws that no longer allow law enforcement to pursue a fleeing vehicle unless there's probable cause that a serious felony occurred. We've got some dipshit in a dress <laughs> driving around in a school bus. I thought grand larceny was a felony. Well, but again, let's just assume a guy in a dress driving a stolen school bus has ill intent, perhaps even felonious intent. Yeah, you would think. So, anyway, Douglas County deputies took up the pursuit through the city limits of Wanachee but also had to abandon the chase in accordance with the same laws. Perhaps we need to re-examine that law. Yeah. Maybe make a caveat for dickheads in a dress <laughs> driving stealing, a bus. Stealing school buses. Right. On Sunday, the sheriff's office was notified that the man believed to be the driver had been taken into custody in Chilliwa. The suspect appeared to be wearing the same yellow dress. He didn't have time to change. Makes sense. Loudon was arrested Sunday wearing a yellow dress. But this is a very redundant (laughs) press conference here. 
<laughs> okay. They're very thorough. They, they want you to know about the yellow bus they and are. the yellow dress. Well, anyway, police said Loudon had stolen. Now, how this transitions from a bus to, okay, police, I'll just read it. Yeah, just read it for what it is, and <laughs> we'll deconstruct said Loudon had stole, stolen a front-end loader and drove it through his home. Okay. When his estranged wife learned her husband may be nearby, she fled the home. Apparently for good reason. Deputy said Loudon's wife had fled the home when she heard that her estranged husband may be nearby. <laughs> Why did they repeat that? They keep that? saying the same thing over and over again. This Why is the worst story ever. <laughs> what rag did you get this from? <laughs> I don't know. I have to look. It's from Fox News. Well, there, there you have it. Authorities shared photos that show the heavy equipment sitting in front of his partially collapsed home. <laughs> it appeared a car was also flipped into the structure. Well, if you're going to steal a front end loader, you're going to wreck some shit. I'm reading the next sentence. Oh, because it, does it just reiterate what you just said? No, I'm going to read it. A car appeared to have been flipped into the <laughs> Chilliwa home. <laughs> what the hell is going on with this story? Know. Authorities said Loudon had been released Saturday morning from Western State Hospital, a psychiatric facility. He allegedly stole the school bus in Leavenworth and abandoned it. Abandoned it. Abandoned it. How do you say that? Abandoned. Yeah, I guess there's not another syllable. Yeah. Abandoned. Yeah, you're trying to add yeah. syllables in there. It near Moses Lake in Grant County before making his way to Spokane and then Chilliwack. Loudon was charged with theft of a motor vehicle, possession of a stolen vehicle, first-degree malicious mischief, domestic violence, and attempting to elude a police vehicle. Well, if they're not allowed to chase you, how can you be charged with eluding them? That's fair. He's a by proxy. He's allowed to run. Right. It's like the Dukes of Hazard. If you can catch me, I'll go to jail. But I, if not... I really think, you know, not only... Don't they know how to write? Right. I really think we ought to contact them about their uh, charges yeah. against this poor Yeah, how gentleman. do you charge a guy I for mean, running? I mean, they didn't have anything to wear but a dress. Well, that, exactly. And then when they let him out of the loony bin, he was still wearing the same dress. They didn't even give him another one. <laughs> but do they mention, while they're repeating themselves over and over again, where the hell the front loader, end loader no! showed up? They don't say where where they he stole it from. So did they put him in the clink, let him out, then he did the front end loader, or he did all of that and then he went to the clink or the, the loony bin? Are you allowed to say loony bin anymore? Probably he not. must have done that Saturday. See, it doesn't make any sense. No, this story's horrific. It's a two-week buildup for, <laughs> for basically word soup is what you've got going on over there. It was wonderfully written, wasn't it? <laughs> it was kind of like... Rick, let's do some fantasy football. Hey, let's talk some fantasy football, Rick. You know what, Rick? That's a really good idea. In fact, that's a really good idea. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that on. is, but that's, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hit it again. We've already played this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that, that's just pathetic. That's a pathetic story. That <laughs> is. Because I've got questions, right? Right. Because it's two very different stories. If he steals the bus, outruns the law, then finds him a front end loader, pushes a house over and the car, yeah, and a car twice apparently, <laughs> or he steals the bus, gets arrested, they let him out, he gets in the front end loader. I think that's two different stories. We can talk about criminal justice reform because that's the type of hard news we cover here on the uh, Chaos and Disorder I agree. show. I mean, this is terrible. Look, I mean, you know, we covered way back in the day when we did our show Point Blank. 
about them arresting people for feeding the bums. Down yeah, the park. you don't don't feed the bums. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't think this guy should have been arrested for fleeing when you're not allowed no, to chase when him it's, to start with. When it's, yeah, if you can't chase Whether him, how can he be fleeing? Whether you got a dress on or not. In, in theory, then he's just driving. There just happens to be a... Caught like behind him. Cavalcade of police cars behind him. <laughs> right. Yeah, but if they can't chase him. He's not running. He didn't flee. Exactly. He's just out for a ride in his stolen school bus in his yellow dress. In his yellow dress. In his stolen school bus. Right. But yeah. but there was a whole. The, the, the whole front end loader thing was kind of glossed yeah, there's over. A, yeah, I he feel like a, that's the bigger part of the story. He steals a front end loader, which is, you know. It's it's heavy metal. I mean, it, it it's like I, I see a war movie where they hit tanks in the side with bulldozers and stuff. Right. I mean, this thing is he he flipped the house into or a car into a house. He flipped the car into a house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and smashed the house. He could have killed his wife who left because she knew he was in town. Right. So, but either on a bus or on a front end that. loader. We just worry about his dress yeah. his, and his bus, and they're not allowed to chase him. Yeah, the, the color of the dress and bus were more important than to where this dickhead procured a front end loader and how it wound up in his living Which room. Which was probably yellow, too, if you think about it. Usually Cat makes those, right? right. So it was probably yellow. You know, right. What come of that? I don't know. I get angry pretty easily. I don't think I've ever been angry enough to drive a front end loader through my front door. It's a lot of work. It seems like it. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's just, and then where am I going to watch football? Well, exactly. Well, I, I'm presuming he didn't live there. It was the estranged wife, right? That he shared the home with. Oh, the, the, I missed that in the details. So he still lived with. Yeah, the, they, only re, they only said it once. That's, that's the problem. They didn't it. reiterate the point, right. and that's why they're doubling down. So, so contact them in the sheriff's office. Let's get an update on this story for next week. Let's drag this out for another week. I think Ollie Hunter needs to leave Chile, head straight up to Washington. Oh, he could do that. Cover that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Finkelstein, get on it. You better believe it. When, boy, when are you going to get your act? And that could be directed at Jimmy D over in Italy as well. Yeah, what happened to that? I thought well, he was going to make us big time in he, Italy. He, he's got a job to do, and he's not getting her done. I forget. What was his job again? He's going to start a movement, get us back on the Armed Forces Network. Oh, on Forces the Armed Forces Network. Network. Yeah, what's up with that? You know, why is Spain the second most heard country next to the United States of chaos and disorder? When Jimmy D is sitting in Italy. Well, isn't he on a military base? Yes. At a minimum, if he can't get us on the Armed Forces Network, how many guys got to live on that base? Get all of them to download. I don't give a shit if they listen to it. Just download yeah, it. That's what exactly. we get That's what we get paid for. It's real easy, Jimmy. Do we have to spell it yes. out for you in a freaking notebook form? Maybe we should. Let's mail him a notebook. You know, most nice people <laughs> send them care packages and cookies. and. All right, Jimmy, you're listening. Do you think uh, he is? Maybe Jimmy's out. Asylumfootball at gmail.com. Oh, what's that email? Send us your address. We'll send you a damn notebook. All right. And then he can rip pages out and pass around for right. everybody to download this show. You don't have to listen. Just download. Download them numerous times. I would think if a fellow so if you came to me and said, Rick, I really want to support this podcast. Right. It sucks, but I really want to support yeah. it. Yeah. Will you subscribe to I this known, on iTunes? You don't have to listen to it. I do it in a heartbeat. I would I do it right know, here. I don't know the 
idiot with the deep voice blathering on. However, I do know the old bastard ever since I was a little yeah. kid. That would get them inspired yeah. to download Yes, it. yeah. The, we got the loud, deep voice bastard and the old guy. Download it. <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't download yeah, exactly. that? Exactly. I know I'm intrigued. Yeah, I am too. I'm downloading it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just now subscribing? Is that what you just well, said? Well, no. I, I'm just I'm doing this show. I'm, I'm already downloading this show. Oh, it's, it's in your mind already. I like it. All right, Rick, let's get into, uh, what do we got here? This one's sticking in my craw. Things stick in my craw, Rick. The NFL's new focus on celebration and taunting. Oh, my God. Here here we go one more time with our button. Oh, (laughs) jeez. That's just pathetic. Was there any appetite for this whatsoever from anyone? Where did this come from? This is the most ridiculous thing that I have ever seen since the last time they did this. Right. I mean, quite frankly. I mean, look, you make a touchdown or something like that, okay, don't don't jump up and put your face mask up against another guy's whatever. Okay, that that's fine. All right? But when a guy gets up, spins the ball, or pumps his hands or something, and the laundry comes flying – that is ridiculous. Why don't you just have some androids out there right. walking around with no emotion, and they're just programmed to do something, and when it happens, it happens. Big deal. I mean, I, it, it's ridiculous. And look, it doesn't matter that they're whatever. Well, these guys make millions of millions of dollars. They're young guys. I mean, you want passion. You want emotion. You want excitement. I mean, I just don't understand what they expect out of these people. How how are you supposed to be fired up to win a championship? I mean, as every team's goal is to win a championship, how are they supposed to to do that if they can't even be involved in the game, if you think about it? Right. Well, what I don't understand, what, what bothers me most, there, there's a lot that bothers me about this. What bothers me most is they have not changed the rule from where if somebody drops a ball in a 40-point game and one dumbass from the other team falls on top of it, they haven't gotten rid of then the entire sideline running down to one end zone and posing for a picture. Yeah. That's okay. But like this kid in Indy last weekend, you truck eight people, right? drag people for 15 yards, you get up and do a subtle flex. Now that's untenable. Right. Right? So what this does, this becomes completely and utterly subjective. This is going to determine the outcome of a game or several games throughout the season. This also will be called at absurd, ridiculous levels in September – and by January, it's never going to get called again until some weird, inopportune time in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. Well, or, yeah, or until one of the Stars teams is down in the playoffs. Right. And somebody gets up excited because they made the game-winning pick. Yeah. So, again, they're allowed to have choreographed skits in the end zone after a touchdown. To delay the game by I don't know how many minutes yeah. by all, like you said, clamoring into the end zone and, and mugging for the camera so everybody can see them posing 
because they made a play where this is where it comes in. Yes, you're getting paid millions of dollars yes. to recover a damn yeah, fumble. Yeah, and and you did nothing to do it. You just happened to see a football and fell your fat ass on top of it. I just I don't understand where the why I I don't feel like taunting, the why is the key. I don't feel like taunting was a major issue. Look, I'm getting to the point where I'm old now. I don't know what that says about you. I'm old. I don't like all this fully gully nonsense every time. You know, a guy runs for 22 yards and you, you know, heel tackle him at the end and then you get up celebrating like you just won the World Series. Right. You know, I hate that, but it's what it is now. That's the way football is and sports is. What do you gain? What are you helping? The league couldn't be any bigger. The league couldn't be any better. How are you pushing your product forward by introducing this? You know, if there's a million problems wrong with baseball, but I still feel one of the biggest things holding Major League Baseball back is these old, unwritten rules. Now, again, I'm old. I kind of like them. But this new generation doesn't want to see this. They want to see celebration. They want to see personality. So the NFL being the last year being the opposite of what baseball is said yeah it's a free-for-all keep your joint in your pants you know don't take any clothes off but other than that you can run around like an idiot for 45 seconds after a touchdown then they come back over the top with this nonsense again just out of left field in week one of the preseason it's going to cost somebody a game and it's going to be a big big issue because it's not going to be applied uniformly because we don't know how to define it we see it in college football all the time right they have all these weird taunting rules and sometimes they, they can just go nuts and do the lambo leap after a touchdown or after certain things and other times two guys can high five after a big play and flags are coming out it, define this taunting it, this is going to be a mess it's going to be a big it old already mess. is a mess i mean we just saw it in preseason and, and the game didn't mean anything i mean you have a rookie trying to make a team right and, and start his nfl career oh you can't be excited about carrying half a defense on you for eight yards before you went down no yeah. you can't do that well, he was looking however to- the entire defense can pose in the end zone right. yet when joe horn pulls out a what was it a sharpie or cell, cell phone. phone he was to was the to yeah, was the T- sharpie yeah, right you can't do that. Oh my God! That is just findable and this, that, and the other. Yet the whole team can sit there and smile and and do their stupid lawn bowling routines yeah. and all this other garbage, which is like it makes no sense to me. It has nothing to do with the game. You make a big tackle, you make an interception, and you get up and you high five or you fist pump. Or, or, or do the Mark Gassino thing, even for crying out loud. You're excited. Right. But this whole nonsense of we'll do a whole act of, of Macbeth in yeah. the frickin' end zone <laughs> for because you recovered a fumble is ludicrous. And, it's just, and that's the thing. It, it doesn't jive. Look, in my opinion, if you hit a guy hard and you stand over him and you bark at him and you thump your chest – that should have been a penalty. And frankly, it would have been a penalty last year and the year before and the year after that. Now that you're putting it in the rule book and making it an emphasis, now you see, look, that kid in Indy last week, he was 
facing the defender, and he did that little flex. So obviously it was meant for him, but that's not taunting. That's not showing anybody. That's him saying, what's up? Look, look at me. I, how do you apply this fairly? You can't do it. I mean, And the juxtaposition like you talked about between Macbeth happening after a touchdown and a guy losing 15 yards for what that kid did in Indianapolis last weekend is so absurd. I don't know how the NFL can look at that and justify that to anyone. I know, and 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 where does it? What is the end game of it? Is is what I'm trying to figure out? Because you look at, I don't look at boxing. My God, you can go back to the Muhammad Ali days and everything, where he's talking in your ears. He's waving them to come on. He's waving his hands in the air. He's sticking his jaw out towards them, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and it translates a whole way to the MMA and stuff. They're, they do that stuff now, right? Right. Yeah, it's okay to taunt your opponent in something like that. But I, I how – okay, here's a good question. How does getting up – say like I, whatever, did the same thing this Indianapolis kid did. I get up, look at you, and, and flex. How is that any different? How is that more – taunting than an entire defense right. piling on top of each other doing the keystone cop routine in the, in the end zone because they intercepted a freaking pass that's what that, i mean it makes insane. no sense it, it doesn't line up whatsoever and if i if i could ask roger goodell only one question about this it would be where is the appetite for this where is this coming from Ratings are higher than they've ever been. Revenues are higher than they've ever been. TV money is higher than it's ever been. So it's not the fans who are asking for this. It's not the networks who are asking for this. It's not the advertisers who are asking for this. Where the hell did this come from? I don't Why? Know. Why? I don't know. I would All be more apt to lengthen the game, which produces more revenue from advertisements <laughs> because, oh, we're going to review this as a taunt, and we'll be right back after these messages from Budweiser. Well, and that's the problem, right? You hit right on it. That's the next logical step. We're going to get three or four of these that are consequential, that are close, that are borderline or seem ridiculous. The next clamoring is going to be for we need to be able to review this, like right. college football reviews, you know, high hits and things like that. It's the next logical step to getting these games to six hours long and the audience starting to drop off like it's happened in baseball. You start down this – now, look, the NFL is going to be fine for 50 more years, but it's just why, where, how, come on. Yeah, it's going to be fine, but, you know, everybody said even 40 years ago, baseball's fine. It's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's horrible. I mean, it, it's it's terrible. I, I'm sorry. I mean, if you're a Dodgers fan or you're a Giants fan – Yankees, whatever, yeah, it's probably cool. But it's come to Pittsburgh and watch that dreck for the last <laughs> 10 years and see how you, how much of a fan you Everybody, Every player they develop, they trade off for a few prospects, and then when the trade deadline's over with, all of a sudden a month later, well, come on down to the park for free hot dog yeah. day. Everything's great <laughs> here in Pittsburgh. Watch them get pounded, eight to not, nothing. I mean, my God. All right, I want you to hold that anger. I want you to hold that thought that was going to come. When we come back, I want to talk about that Field of Dreams game, and it was going to dovetail into that hissy fit. Yeah, well, you're shaking your head. I think you've got opinions that may be uh, 
disagree with mine on the Field of Dreams game. So let's sell some coffee. We'll come back. We're going to have to go in cold because I can't make it back and forth. You know, the producer studio is, what, 75 yards away over there in this palatial studio we have. So I'm just going to run the ag cold, and we'll come back in cold. So Field of Dreams game, Rick Rick's favorite event of last week, coming up right after this. Let's talk about our sponsor, Dead Sled Coffee. Dead Sled Coffee strives to create a culture of acceptance and respect no matter what your level of coffee knowledge is. They are distinguished coffee for the exceptional and unconventional. They offer amazing products that do not require your dictionary or your atlas to appreciate. Feel comfortable ordering their coffee and know that it is not a crime if you do not know where the beans came from or where it was processed. They have done all the work for you, having slurped and sniffed through endless cuppings so you can just sit back and enjoy your coffee experience. Not sure what to try? Well, try some of their new signature blends, the Robert England blend, the Kiss blend, and the Cypress Hill blend. Go to deadsledcoffee.com. Use the promo code DEADSLED15 and take 15% off your order. deadsledcoffee.com. And hey, tell them Fligger and Briggs sent you. All right, welcome back into Chaos and Disorder. Do you think anybody would refer to us as exceptional and unconventional? Unconventional, definitely. Exceptional? We are exceptionally unconventional. How's that? I like it. We, we could be that. All right, Rick, I know you've wanted to talk about this desperately after you watched every <laughs> inning, every <laughs> yeah, minute of the right. Field of Dreams game. I thought, did you watch <clears throat> any of it? I was immediately turned off when I saw Kevin Cosner wandering out like he <laughs> that was seemed on to be a trip, an acid trip, I, looking around. And, and I get, I think they were trying to relay the fact he heard the voices like in the movie. But right. He just looked like an old Kevin Costner that had a few too many before he wandered out onto the field. Well, I think the sunglasses were an indicator that he was hammered, right? I think there was no doubt about that. Yeah, that was universally panned. Just That was the sentiment, right? He was just sort of roaming right. around. Once you got past that, I got to say this. I thought it was pretty cool. I, I really did. The The players coming out of the corn was cool. You know, the, the field looked – you didn't even like that. Not really. What? No. I, I... Have you become that cynical you could enjoy nothing? <laughs> No, I want a good baseball game. It was an interesting baseball game. You didn't watch the baseball game, I so didn't you don't, watch the you, you don't know what game. happened. But No, I think the White Sox won, correct? <laughs> On a walk-off home run. Yeah, right. I so did there, hear that, yeah. There was a home run into the corn in the top of the ninth to put the Yankees ahead, and then the White Sox walked them off with another home. What if you ran into the corn and caught it? Would that have been all right? Well, see, that's what I didn't like. That, that was my first grape. I get it's a real major league game, so they couldn't do this, but they, they put up a wall. So yeah. the corn was just behind the wall. I'd have liked them to have just played into the corn, but I guess you can't do that in a real major league game of consequence. Why not? What, everything that rolls to the corn, a ground rule double? How Why high not? does it have to be on the corn to be a home run? It would leave a lot of unanswered questions. Well, that's part of old school baseball. Well, what old school baseball did they play with They're a corn? They're playing in a freaking cornfield. Why not? <laughs> you, you have <laughs> anger towards this. You I can't have anger en- towards baseball. You can't enjoy anything whenever it's related to baseball. It's, it's basically, you? I mean, look, I, I get it. It's just kind of like the. Um, 
you know, the the January on ice game for the NHL. Or the Winter Classic, as actual Winter. sports fans call yeah, it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> January on ice. Well, for people that didn't know, if you could go January Classic, if you're not an NHL no, fan. I would call it the Winter you, Classic. You might call it the January Classic after you call it January on ice. <clears throat> My point is, if you call it the Winter Classic and, and somebody doesn't watch NHL, they don't realize that they're outside on ice outside in the elements, not just in an enclosed stadium. Right. Okay. I guess. That's what I meant. And I think there's a lot of parallels to this. I think this was really cool once. They'll do it every year because it went well. It was a great game. You'll never have that great of a game again. It'll never have the the wow factor it did this time kind of being the first time. Think back to that first winter, winter Classic when it was the Penguins up in Buffalo and it snowed the whole right. game and it came down to the shootout and then the league's biggest star, Sidney Crosby, scores that game-winning goal. They've been – they're always interesting. I watch every one of them, but now they do it every year. It's not as special just based on that. You can't recreate that with the snow. I went to the one that was in Heinz Field. It was They had to move it from the afternoon to after the right. sun went down because it was 60 so degrees hot, yeah. in Pittsburgh that day. And then it rained all freaking yep. night. It, it was basically a miserable experience. But that first I time. I thought of you and laughed. Why, why would you do that? Because you were miserable. I don't think we knew each other then, did we? <laughs> what year was it? I'm trying to remember. I'm looking. I think I have a towel for it. It must not be hanging up. I think it was before the show. I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't swear to it. We've been doing it since like 10, 9 or 10. What a waste of time and resources. Has it really been that long? (laughs) Yes, it has. You think about it, we started work together in 7. It was a couple years. It must have been 9 we started? Yeah, might have been 9. Yeah. Good God. (laughs) Ooh, that's horrible. That's 12 years that we'll never get back. (laughs) That's just pathetic. Yeah, I think that's the only button we need today. But I think it was cool. It was something Major League Baseball needed. You never recreated. They got the perfect game, the walk-off home yeah, run. At least they had the Yankees and Whites. They could have had Pittsburgh and Arizona. Well, yeah, I don't think I don't <laughs> think they're ever going to do that. And that's where you look at that to get me interested, you know. And I I don't have near the vitriol clearly you do for baseball right now. But but I'm kind of checked out, and and I, and I got to thinking. I was watching some highlights the other day, and and it was Shohei Tano, Shohei Otani for our English speaking right. friends, and Fernando Tatis. There there are stars all over this league. This league could be interesting. Throw out the fact that games take too long, and the and the this and the that. Okay. Throw out the fact that the games are too long. Throw out the fact you fall asleep halfway through the damn thing. Throw out the fact there's like about six or seven teams that have a shot at the title. Well, now you're throw getting to it. The- no, don't throw that part out. Okay. Everything before that we're going to throw <laughs> okay. out. We're, we're going to accept. All right. I'm a little tired of the narrative of the games being too long. If the games were more exciting, it wouldn't matter that they'd be that long. The average college football game takes damn near four hours now in you don't hear nearly the clamoring about that. It gets mentioned, but not to this level that that's a problem with college football. So if the, if we can make the games exciting, quit talking about freaking launch angle and spin rate right. and actually go play baseball, people would live Pitch with count. three, three and a half, even four hour you know AL games. I think people would live with that. 
the problem is you got guys like Tatis, you got guys like Otani. These are two in my lifetime, two of the most exciting players to come along. I think in my lifetime, I'm sure we can make a list of 20 of these guys, but you forget about them. They play in places nobody cares about. They play on teams that don't have a chance. You know, the Padres tried to go all in and they made moves right. at the deadline, but still you don't get to see these guys because Every year, you look at look at the Angels. They had Otani, and they've been dealing with this with Mike Trout for years. Because every year, four or five teams, you know, they consolidate their power, and it's only going to be eliminated by those two. I don't know how many times we can talk about it. There has to be a salary cap. There has to be a salary floor for idiots like Bob Nutty in Pittsburgh. But to just see this conglomeration of power in mid-July every season, taking everybody else out of contention, making anything Shohei Otani and Mike Trout do irrelevant, making anything Fernando Tatis does from here on out irrelevant, you're never going to get the sport back if it's like this. I get it. In a league the way it is that doesn't have the – huge national TV deals that the NFL does. It's probably better for the MLB. it's on for so long. It's on everywhere. They are raking in money. Oh, there's no question about it, and doing it locally, and that's the thing. But for Major League Baseball itself, they're probably good to have everything centered around New York, Boston, Boston, Chicago, and L.A., but you're going to lose the sport. You've lost a generation for a myriad of reasons, but we talk about the length of games. We talk about analytics. We talk about everything. I think what the real problem is, you have legitimate stars, not just stars of the game, great personalities. Tatis is awesome. Shohei Otani is probably the best story in sports in 2020, 2021. I honestly believe that. But half the half the sports fans in the country have never seen him play and never will. Because right. even when, now when we get to October, when the casual fan will start paying attention, he's home because he doesn't play for the Dodgers. He doesn't play for the Yankees. He doesn't play – well, the Cubs went the other direction this year. but Right. Well, the White Sox haven't. So right. I mean, you still have a Chicago team. So you'll never see him play until in four or five years when these guys play for the Yankees, for the Cubs, for right. the Red Sox, or for the Dodgers. And by then, the shine is off of them and nobody cares anymore. It's, I, I agree. It's, it's frustrating. It really is. I would love – uh, if this was 30 years ago, Shohei Otani would be on the cover of Sports Illustrated, if that still exists, would lead off every highlight show. But now it doesn't matter because the way they allow all of the power to come together in four or five cities, anything this guy does, as great as it is, is irrelevant to the outcome of the season. And, and that that's pathetic. You know, do We keep joking about it. That's pathetic. It is. It, it Pure really stupidity. is. When, when you sit and look – I. Before the show, I was telling you, I, I glanced at this, the baseball standings. I mean, you have Baltimore, 36 games out of first place. It's mid-August. <laughs> you have Arizona, 39 games out. It's mid-August. You have Pittsburgh, 33 games out. It, it is gruesome. And then you have, what division is it? I think it's Atlanta division is the only team over 500. Right. You know, and I mean, it's it's just crazy. You have Tampa who can field a team somehow. I mean, they'll go down for a couple of years, but then they'll go all yeah. in and, and do yeah, that. Yeah, lead in the East. Yeah, and then you have the Yankees and Boston. Obviously, you have that Baltimore is always the dregs. 
Uh, Detroit's always bad lately. Um, Kansas City doesn't have the market. St. Louis is really about the only mid-market that tends to stay competitive. Well, they st- they generate money they, because it's a baseball. Yeah, city, they are period. huge in that in that right. entire surrounding Cardinals. area, right up to where they bump up against the Cubs fans. They own the Midwest. Yeah. Them and the Cubs own the Midwest. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and, and it's the Cardinals. I think probably have the edge. Right. I mean, look at the titles they have. Look at the 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 stars that they've had in the past. I mean, legends, and they're always competitive. Year in year out, they're not having a Chicago Cubs season, you know, like like this year. No, I mean, they're no. they're right there. They're yeah. on like a six game win streak, surging into second place, and it wouldn't surprise me they win the division. Yeah, it's all said yeah. and done. They they may well, but it it's frustrating. I I think more than ever, well, not more than ever. There's always good young stars, but boy, Tatis and and Otani. I mean, this is the second coming of Babe Ruth when you look at Shohei Otani. You know, I kind of I was skeptical. Uh, of of what he was going to be coming into this year, you know, oh, we got the gimmick, the the pitcher who can hit, and they're going to make him specialize. No, he's you know one of the four best home power hitters in the league, and one of the ten or fifteen best starting pitchers. My God, yeah. this should be all over the you know people who don't follow sports should be aware of him, but he plays on an inconsequential team. Out west, the league does nothing because they only want to concentrate on the Dodgers, on the Red Sox, right. and on the Yankees. It's 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 craziness. I, I don't oh, get. Yeah. It. Well, when his contract gets up, somebody's going to offer him. Yeah, he's going to be on one of those you teams. Know, more money than the Pirates and Orioles will have combined right. for a payroll for one guy, and then all of a sudden. Oh, look at this superstar. Well, yeah, he's been around for a few years yeah, now. Yeah, it's just it, it, it's frustrating. You look at it, you were before the break, you you were talking about the Pirates and there's a lot of teams that do this, but the Pirates are famous for it. You develop talent. You know, everybody talks about all oh, the Pittsburgh Pirates can't develop ta- talent. No, that's nonsense. They yeah. develop great talent and, get rid and then of immediately it. ship it off to bring in more talent to And look, I get that what if you're What's always the common thing? They bring in prospects and what? Cash. Cash. Straight cash, And that's all he's interested in is cash. Right. And then, like I said, they'll they'll, they'll bring in $40,000 or whatever in cash and spend 2000 for free hot dog day, and they go. Oh, yeah. Fireworks. Yeah. Fireworks. All they care about in Pittsburgh is fireworks. It's terrible. All right. Well, we, we got to calm down. What do you want to talk about when we come back? Oh, I got a little thing I want to hit on because it's going to segue into the Asylum Show Friday. So. Oh, all right. And then speaking of the Asylum Show Friday, that something else that will we'll dovetail in nicely. I want to have a little NFL preseason week one overreactions. Just, yes. just a couple of quick ones. So let's sell some sandwiches, and we'll do all that and more right after this. We would like to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor and friends, the Chop Shop in Butler, Pennsylvania. The Chop Shop is leading the way in the western Pennsylvania area for good eats. With fresh menus, great specials, in-house made desserts, and the recently added iced tea, lemonade, and milkshake bar, you are sure to find something to fulfill that craving or hankering, and even a little something extra for that sweet tooth. Yep, they even have gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. You know, between Facebook, Google, Yelp, and TripAdvisor, they average 4.7 out of 5, and that's over a 10-year span, so they are consistently killing it. You can check them out on Facebook, but also at chopshopbutler.com. Or do yourself a favor and visit them at 108 North Main Street, Butler, Pennsylvania. And tell them Flieger and Briggs sent you. wonder if anybody ever tells them Flieger and Briggs sent them. 
Somebody go do that. Well, you they lazy. certainly should. Yeah, they. I got to tell you, I'm disappointed. This is the first week I swear to God in a month I haven't been able to come in here and talk about what I'd had at the chop shop that week. I slacked off last week. I think Friday night's going to be a chop shop night for your boy. I think this weekend just may be one for your boy, too. Yeah, you so. need to get yourself down yeah. there. It's time. It's I've eaten time. a few lunches there. But and don't you know. go in there. Uh, halt all. Rick Briggs is now before you. Just go in and eat and pay your tab and be a gentleman about it. I, I can't because, you know, everyone starts fawning all over. I, I don't think that's true, but I can just – I see you walking into the chop shop and instantly. Exactly. I love we it. We don't. We don't want that. So just I, I raise yeah, my scepter. Just go in, into the air, sit down, eat your land and wait yacht. For, none wait of, for them to crowd me. None of this. None of this. I don't even know where that sound effect came from, but I'm excited about it. Love, what's it called? It's called fanfare. You don't have it on I your board. I don't have it. No, I have it in the K on Dummy's uh, uh, little board. I love the, fanfare. The fake. Fake version of it I have over here. Well, let's do some overreacting. Oh, you want to overreact? Well, you wanted to do that, so All right, let's do let's it. Let's overreact. Hold on, I'm pushing buttons there. Boy, doing two people's jobs. No wonder he's so bad at it. Yeah, but he only does one person's job. Well, yeah, and he barely does it. He gets you beer pretty timely, so I guess he's got he that even going done that, for him. So <laughs> I'm just really, you know, perplexed. All right, we got one week of preseason games in the book, so clearly we can draw. draw absolute conclusions about things that are going to happen this NFL season. So my big top one, or actually I want to ask you the question because I don't know how to feel about this one. I want to overreact. Justin Fields looked great. He's going to start in week one, right? He better. He, there's really nothing else to say. He better. Yeah. I mean, that's not an easy division. And I don't think that you can – Look, Nagy's not in a position to hope his defense can hold that other team to 14 points. Right. Because it, it, it's just not going to work. You need an explosive offense to compete in this league, let alone that division, against Aaron Rodgers, against Kirk Cousins and that offense. And he's got to start. Yeah, I, I think you got to give the kid a shot, right? I had I actually had to go back and watch this game. I, I love the, the NFL network yeah, just replays all too. these games. Because I had it on live right when he came into the game. And he starts out two for six, and he turns the ball over, and he looked lost. He looked bad. I turned it off. I moved on from that. I thought, well, here we go, another Ohio State quarterback, another Bears quarterback, bust a Rooney, you know, here we go. And then I come back and I read later, and he what then throw, completes 14 straight passes. Right. He's just blowing by people, running the ball and scoring. You know, great play action, hits Jesse James for the long touchdown. I was like, what? wow, you know, and then – you know, then you start to wonder, is it just what Trevor Lawrence did and was it dink and dunk? And so I had to go back and what? He looked great. And look, it's a preseason game. We are overreacting. That's what we do here. But I don't want to overreact. But I think he showed enough in one game that why not take the chance? I don't think that it is overreacting. Look, you have invested heavily in this kid. He's already shown that he's – he had a shaky start, and, and that's understandable, right? And, he, and he's going to have more shaky oh, starts. and that's the thing. He's got to have some intestinal fortitude. But Andy in Dalton is not your answer. If you're looking to be competitive in 2021, it's got to be Justin Fields. 
Uh, yeah, I think that's your best chance. Right. If he struggles, because here's the difference. I'm always, I still advocate for not rushing the rookie quarterback, the hotshot quarterback in week one. Give him some time to develop behind a veteran, even if it's an average or below average veteran. Here's the difference. Chicago Bears are a good football team. Yeah. They're a playoff football team. He's coming into a good situation that doesn't often happen with these upper-end draft pick quarterbacks. He's coming into a – Trey Lance is the same thing. As bad as he was, he's coming into a good situation. So what are you proving by playing Andy Dalton when you know by week four – you're going to bring in Justin Fields. You always like to talk about maybe there's some wisdom in that. Maybe sit him down week one so Aaron Donald doesn't kill him. <laughs> yeah. But then after that, get, get the I kid mean, in you there. S- I say that in jest, but I, I don't know. There might be some wisdom. There may to be it. some truth too. You don't want to have him get killed. But then again, you know, look, if you don't trust your offensive line, he's going to get murdered somewhere else right. along the line anyway. But they've so, got a good offensive line. Yeah, they do. They've got I, a great defense. They've got weapons around him. Right. I, I He's got to start. If, if they have any – I really think if they have any serious aspirations of being competitive in 2021, it's not Andy Dalton's no, team. No, it's not that guy. He's the placeholder. If, if Justin Fields would happen to not be ready, week one overreaction – He's more than ready. Right. All right. Speaking of rookie quarterbacks, Rick, he won't be the week one starter, but Mac Jones should be starting week one for the New England Patriots. I've made that decision already. I have too. And he will be starting probably by week three. I'm I'm almost positive of that. Right. I, because... Unless he just totally bombs. <laughs> You know, in the, in the upcoming preseason game, it just starts if, – if, if they start – he starts facing more number ones. Right. Maybe like, like in, in the preseason game three, and he looks totally lost. Maybe it'll take him a little time, but it doesn't appear to be that way no. right now at all. No, and that's just – and Cam Newton – we know who Cam Newton is at this point. And he could – We know could, who he was, and we know right. who he is it, Well, exactly. Right. And he could theoretically – if healthy, lead that team to the playoffs, playing the way he plays now. We, we forget they had all those people sitting, you know, opting out for COVID right. last year. New England's still a good team with the best, if not arguably the greatest head coach in the history of the NFL. He could lead them to the playoffs, but he could also knock them out of the playoffs. Take Mac Jones. I, I'm stealing this. This didn't come from me. Tony Kornheiser says this all the time on his podcast and on PTI, and it really resonates with me. I think the reason Mac Jones needs to start week one is, is what Kornheiser talks about, is, and he's right, the close relationship between Saban and Bill Belichick. The reason Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick moved up to get Mac Jones is because Nick Saban called him up and said, this kid's the real deal, and this kid's a perfect fit for your offense. And Belichick trusts him, and that decision was made. What that tells me, assuming that's right. true, and I'm willing to assume that's true, that Mac Jones is that guy and is the perfect fit for that New England offense. So why wait? Let him struggle. It's a 17-week season now. Yeah. Let him struggle for two or three games. Let him learn under the tutelage of a guy like Bill Belichick and da- Josh McDaniels. What do you gain by starting Cam Newton? Absolutely not. You're right. In everything that I've seen, read, and heard about this kid, he has that mental focus, that mental attitude 
of the Nick Saban, Bill Right. He's right in that fold. Right. And it should be a natural transition. There's no me and Mac Jones. I mean, that could be another Tom Brady coming up. It it feels like it, right? It it really does. Now, there's never going to be another Tom Brady. Well, you know what I mean. Right. That type of, I mean – Driven yeah. to win type of quarterback. Yeah, it feels that way. All right, and last one, Rick, last uh, last overreaction. Dwayne Haskins, I've decided, is the heir apparent in Pittsburgh. I guess kid's a real deal. I think he was just in a bad situation He was in a bad in situation. Washington. He was young, did some stupid stuff. Right. And I think he knows that he has an opportunity to – do and be something special in a you know storied franchise. He's right. following a Hall of Famer. He's better than Mason Rudolph. I get that. I mean, but he has to stay focused on learning and, and wanting to be that guy instead of just assuming that he is. True. And 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 maybe to Tomlin's credit, this is something that. Um, he'll keep in the dark to him until his time comes. Says, right. Okay, you're my guy. Yeah. Well, I wonder. I think we'll find out soon. It's going to be, or am I wrong? It's going to be one of him or Rudolph that's going to get cut. No, it's going to be Dobbs. You think they're going to cut Dobbs? I think Dobbs is your perfect third quarterback. No, I, I, no, I, I guess they did. They signed Rudolph to that extension, yeah, though. I, there's no way they're letting Mason Rudolph go. He's been there too long. They seem to like the kid. He's and Lamar, or who was the Landry kid? What was the kid's name? Uh, Landry. Wasn't it Land- Landry Jones? He's him oh, again. Yeah, they Land- kept him yeah, stunk right. on ice, but they kept him around for 20 yeah. years because he knew the offense. Yeah, Terry Hanratty. Yeah. He was pretty decent. Though, he was a good he? quarterback. From, from my alma mater, Butler, was, Butler Senior High yeah, School. Yeah, he was a very good quarterback. Um but he he was very Terry Bradshaw was a better quarterback. Well, but certainly. but Terry Hanratty was very knowledgeable, and I think he helped Terry Bradshaw immensely, holding that clipboard, smoking cigarettes, and talking to him <laughs> when they were on defense. You know, I mean, seriously. And when he did come in, he didn't lose any games. You know, I mean, right. he did what he was yeah. supposed to do. Yeah, so, so going back to Haskins, I don't know that he has a bunch of Pro Bowl seasons ahead of him, but I think in 2022, I think Dwayne Haskins is a starting quarterback for the Steelers, and I think they're in good hands there, right? Because they're still in win-now mode if you look at everything around them. Obviously, the offensive line's a problem, but the, the, the young running back, the weapons they have at wide receiver, the investment they're making on defense, I think that T.J. Watt signing's coming any day the way they're clearing salary cap space. They're, they're not going to tank. They're not going to be in the market for a top 10 or a quarterback anytime soon. I think Mike Tomlin sees that in Dwayne Hap- Hopkins. Haskins. Haskins. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. And I think I see it too. I, I do. He he's got some growing to do. He's got some improvement to make. But and he's still what twenty four. Well, yeah, he's just a kid. Yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah, a kid. He was a top twenty pick not that long ago. Exactly. And that that is a perfect segue into what I wanted to cover with you because it's going to segue into the asylum show. All right. Um, it's called investing in your second string quarterbacks. Oh, okay. So I'm going to go through the teams. It won't take long. Well, it better not. I'm getting hungry. All you have to tell me is 
if the starting quarterback goes down, you're either very concerned, somewhat concerned, or not concerned about the second-string quarterback. All right, I like it. Okay? Let, let's go New England, and let's do Mac Jones is starting, and you lose him, and you have Cam Newton. It couldn't be better to have Cam Newton, a guy like Cam Newton coming in as the backup. So you're not concerned? Not even a little bit. Tua, Jacoby Brissett. I'm somewhat concerned, but Jacoby Brissett is the perfect backup. You know who Jacoby Brissett is? He's Charlie Batch, right? right. He's not gonna, but he's not gonna come in and lose you games, right? He's gonna come in, keep it steady, keep the the ship afloat. If you lose your starter for the year, you're in trouble. If you lose him for four weeks, you're fine. So I'd even say not concerned. I'm gonna go back on that and say not. Okay, Buffalo. If you lose Allen, you have Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky is the Walmart version of Josh Allen. So he can come in and run your offense. He's not going to do it anywhere near as well, but you can run your stuff. The signing made perfect sense. You can run your stuff. You can do what you want to do. He's going to do stupid stuff. That's what he does. So in the short term, not concerned to somewhat concern. Okay, and here's what I mean, you know, could we be any less interested, but the New York Jets – you lose Zach Wilson, you have James Morgan. I don't know who James Morgan is. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, a good Christian man, You're but I'm probably concerned. freaking the F <laughs> okay. out because I've never heard of Mr. Morgan. Baltimore, you lose Lamar Jackson, Trace McSorley. Yeah, I'm probably panicking there. Number one, Trace McSorley runs an entirely different style of offense than Lamar Jackson. Now, is it Huntley is the other guy who may end up actually being the PJ? Do I have the name right? Who's the other quarterback? I don't have that. I just put, you know, Trace McSorley is listed as number two. Yeah. And I just put him Yeah, in. that's bad news. I think Trace McSorley, he was really good at Penn State. He's a really good quarterback. Yeah. When you got a guy like Lamar Jackson, you almost have to have a similar with what Buffalo did in bringing Trubisky into Allen. You got to have that. They're just, they're not the same quarterback whatsoever. Okay. We've already covered Ben, you know, Haskins. You're still somewhat concerned, I would assume, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, Tyler Huntley, I had it right. He's a little okay, more, yeah. a little more of the mobile guy. But, but the when your offense is predicated on a guy like a Lamar Jackson and all the special things he can do, you can't recreate them even even more so than with Josh Allen in Buffalo. So I think really, no matter who it is, I'm freaking out. Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum. Case Keenum's just steady. I feel pretty good about having Case Keenum. I put him in the Charlie Batch category. That that's the Charlie Batch is the measuring stick by which I measure all backup quarterbacks. He's the Mendoza line yeah. quarterback. And I think I think Case Keenum's right there. So I'm fine with that. Okay. Okay, you lose Joe Burrows, uh Brandon Allen. Yeah, that's that's no bueno. Okay. Um Carson Wentz. You either have Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger. Yeah, I'm just burning the stadium down. I know you think you want to talk about week one preseason overreactions. Right. You're in big trouble. And and that, I think that's the point of this segment. I can see where you're going here. That is that's an embarrassment for Indianapolis to bring you bring in a guy like Carson Wentz who I think propels your program forward. 
but who has the injury history he does, right? He's injured right. now. You don't bring in a Case Keenum, somebody of that level. That is dereliction of duty right there. That's foolishness. Ryan Tannehill, Logan Woodside. <laughs> Excuse me now, Logan <laughs> Woodside. Yes. Yeah, I think Tennessee's um, in big, big trouble without it. Okay, Trevor Lawrence, Gardner Minshew. Uh, that's awesome, right? I mean, it's great. Yeah. You know, and, and one could argue, and people are arguing that Gardner, Gardner Minshew should start early right. on in the season. Exactly. So these, uh, this is a starting NFL quarterback, not a great one, but a starting NFL quarterback. Okay. And it's nice to mention Gardner Minshew without having Dummy here making sex noises every time you say it. So I, I, I am happy about that. I am too. Um, Deshaun Watson, very possibility. You have Tyrod Taylor. Jeff Driscoll. I mean, if if I, there was any chance Deshaun Watson was going to play professional football this year, I Tyrod Taylor would be great. But the problem is this measurement is Tyrod Taylor to Jeff Driscoll. Right. You got a dismal starting situation and a really dismal backup. So and fold a really it up. Dismal team around. Them. Yeah, fold fold up fold it up in Houston. You got it. Okay, now we saw this only for two games. What was it? A couple years ago, last year, a couple years ago, I guess it was two years ago. Patrick Mahomes, Chad Henney. I think Ch- Chad Henney is a solid enough guy that, with all those weapons in that team around him, we we saw them able to stay afloat and win football games. Look, you're not going to go to the playoffs if you have to do it long term, oh, but Henny's not going to come in and F it up. And the the other guys around him are good enough to overcome subpar quarterback play. Right. So and, and I think I think Chad the, the whole purpose of the backup isn't the Earl Moore role from back in the right. Baltimore Colts will take over an entire year for Johnny Unitas and take us to the Super Bowl or Bob Greasy did it with two different teams in right. Miami. This isn't the backup quarterback in no, 2021. But Chad Henney keeps you above the Charlie right. Batch line. Justin Herbert, Chase Daniel. I I don't know why. I want to root for Chase Daniel. He's not a good quarterback. I think they're in <laughs> no, trouble. I think they're in trouble. I do too. Okay, you have uh, Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota. And and just for posterity, I put the third stringer. Oh, the Peter Man! Hell yeah! yeah. Oh God, I love that kid. He gets a bad rap. He could start anywhere else but Las Vegas. I I mean, they're in trouble, right? No. Oh, I have no confidence in Mariota myself. I don't think long term, but coming in, boy, you could be in a lot worse spot. Oh yeah, no, you're true. Uh, yeah, you could have Peterman coming in. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! (laughs) Shut your damn mouth. yeah, here's probably one of the – this is as good as the Jacksonville situation. Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I mean, they're Flip already a coin. arguing. Yeah. Flip a coin, you're 8-8 eight eight either way. Right. right. So. Okay. Uh, Dak Prescott. Yeah, they're, they're screwed. They ben are. Ben DiNucci, Cooper Rush, whoever. I, I love Ben DiNucci. I, I've met him a couple of times. Great kid, bad NFL quarterback. Fitzmagic. You have – Heineke, Heineke, and Kyle Allen. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure Kyle Allen's going to make that roster. He can't get yeah. on the field. He can't get into practice. Kyle Allen's shown to be a good backup quarterback, a bad starting quarterback. 
Heineke, boy, he got a lot of hype, especially in Washington after that great playoff right. game, even in the loss. He really performed well. He's in one preseason game since we're overreacting to preseason games. He really looked pedestrian. I think that they're in big trouble because Heineke doesn't have that big arm. This was going right. to – Fitzpatrick – at, introduces that element to the Washington offense that is changing from what they were and being able to push the ball up the field. I don't think Heineke's that guy. Right. Daniel Jones, Mike Glennon. <laughs> I feel like Mike Glennon's 78 years old. He's like one of them McCowns, you know, he's yeah. just around. I think they, they, they'd be he's fine. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll be all right. Jalen Hurts, Joe Flacco. I saw you had some angry tweets that, that well, somebody dared praise Joe Flacco's. But no, all of a sudden he's starting over Jalen Hurts because he threw a five-yard swing pass yeah. and did nothing else, and all of a sudden he's a second coming of Joe Montana for God's sake. I mean, no, I mean, look, he's Joe a, Flacco. He's a he's a veteran quarterback. He might be better than Jalen Hurts. I know that's stupid, but he might be. So no, they're good. Rogers love. We don't even need to talk about that. Yeah, they're done. Fields, Dalton, we kind of covered them. It's a good a spot way. to be in. And don't yeah. forget, we still got Nick Folk there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we, we don't even talk about him, but um, you're absolutely right. So the, they probably one of the better situations in the entire league. Yeah. Cousins. Cousins. Kellen Mond. Okay. He's been a disappointment so far. I mean, he's a project, right? Right. Maybe he's a third quarterback this year. Could be, but when it's all said and done. Jared Goff, Tim Boyle. They've already downgraded from Stafford, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't not familiar with Yeah. Tim Boyle's oeuvre. I'm sorry, his milieu. Right. And, and you know, there there could be other guys that sign or emerge. I just went from what was listed when I first glanced over him just to, to have something to talk about. Sam Darnold in Carolina. His backups are Philip Walker and Will Greer. Yeah, that's, again, dereliction of duty. You you lose Teddy Bridgewater and Cam Newton. You bring in a reclamation project in Sam Darnold. You need a McCown or something behind him to keep that keep that thing afloat if it goes sideways i agree matt ryan AJ and did i McCarran? say nick folk was a quarterback it, yeah i think i said i think i said folk. it wasn't yeah. sitting right in my head yeah, i think i said I nick Foles. Yeah, nick nick you're right yeah i always want to call nick Foles kevin cobb for some reason number one and then i called him nick folk today as opposed to randall cobb or you don't remember kevin cobb i remember the kind name. of very similar to nick Foles in his roles in philadelphia yes, that's true yeah that's right. Yeah, I do remember. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, him. but I'm pretty sure I said Nick Folk, and that's I, okay. I know that's not did, right. Shame on you. Indeed. Okay, Ryan and McCarron, uh, short term. McCarron's probably okay. Yeah, but just fine. Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, I mean, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a good enough situation that the coach is buying all in to Taysom Hill and giving him some number one reps yeah. in practice every week. So I still think he's. And they still have Trevor Simeon, who will throw 10 Trevor Simeon's still around? Yeah. Man. Okay, backing up your boy, Tommy Brady, is your old boy, Blaine Gabbert. There you go. He's yeah. he's a right on the – just a tick below the Charlie Batch line. He's a, he's a McCown. If right. you got a McCown, you'll survive. All right, Garoppolo, Trey Lance, yeah. they're fine. Uh, Matt Stafford is backed up by John Wolford. 
Well, Wolford, yeah, he played some Duck games Hodges. last year. And Duck. Yeah, we've seen Duck somehow win football games on good football teams. So yeah. I think they're all right. Russell Wilson's backed up by Geno Smith. I think he's been there long enough. Yeah. They're, they're okay. That's kind of a one of those Walmart versions yeah. of he can play that style so that you don't have to change the offense. So I, I don't think Smith's good, but at least you can run your offense. And one to me that I think is another dereliction to duty, you, you have Kyler Murray in Arizona, Colt McCoy. That's <laughs> That's it. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. And the way Murray runs the ball, you, yeah. you really need somebody. I don't know if you can find that Talk guy. Talk about. But I mean, you know, that you hit the the old button about the car brakes when somebody says something that slows the show down. Talk about Kyler Murray has to go out and Colt McCoy comes in there. Man, yeah. buddy, you better oh, slam yeah. on those brakes. Yeah, it, it stops you. Stops you dead in your tracks. No doubt about it. All right, let's get out of here. Are you sure? You um, want to leave? I am. I don't. I didn't think you'd want to. Well, I don't know. I'm smelling supper cooking yeah, in the, the studio yeah, kitchen yeah, the here. Restaurant I'm a next hungry. restaurant next door's got it going on. All right. Well, that is. I'll tell you what. I kind of like a Finkelstein free show. We'll make sure that uh, you tell him that. You I don't know when we'll see him again. Mitch may have killed him. Whoa! I think the the music or just or maybe he got stranded in Chile. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if he went to Chile. So. I don't know. Well, I hope he's not dead anyhow. So that You know, it is in the Southern Hemisphere, so it's actually winter down there. Ah. I wonder if it's chilly. <laughs> oh, God. That's just pathetic. <laughs> I didn't want to have to pull the soundboard back up. All right, for more of that horse shit, join us again next Tuesday, <laughs> oh, same time, same channel. Of course, you can reach out and touch the show. Wear the bathing suit covers at Chaos in Disorder on Twitter. Chaos and Disorder Pod on on Facebook. Of course, you can find the show archives and the Asylum Fantasy Sports Show over at AsylumFantasySports.com. Until next time, we'll see you. Take care. Boy, you ended this show with a thud. Chili jokes. Great joke. It's just a great play on words. I don't like to eat chili. I don't like chili. Anything with beans. If you make it without beans, I'll eat it. But kidney beans are disgusting. Not chill. Oh, no. Love Never tell you that. I'll tell you another joke while we're on oh, here. God. Don't don't go away yet, folks. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> this guy <laughs> this talk about a stupid joke. This guy comes into a restaurant. The waiter comes up and says, Can I help you? He says, Yeah, I like a bowl of kidney beans. The guy looked at him and says, uh, you mean kidney beans? He says, I said kiddly, did I? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. On that note, bye horse. <laughs> <laughs>